0: It's the Zero Lives Left podcast episode... Sixty-one.
1: Welcome to the Zero Lives Left Podcast. What is it you have
0: always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello. And welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back in to another episode of the podcast. Now, over the past couple of months, we have been mixing up the format of the show just a little bit by broadcasting the podcast live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, and also all other social media platforms as wide as we can possibly get the podcast out to an even larger audience. I'm delighted uh, to everybody for listening in to the podcast over the past couple of episodes and indeed every episode from the very start. I really do value each and every one of you as a listener into the podcast and I hope that this podcast is adding as much value to you as it is to me. And as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner, I'm always looking to learn new things. I'm always looking for new ways to help move the needle in my business and push things a little bit forward. So the big focus with this podcast has been bringing people on who can add value to not only me, but you, the listener. So whether it's marketing your business, whether it's driving more sales for your business, whether it's trying to get started in a particular company or an organization, I really do work hard to select really good guests that can add as much value to you as possible. And if you're interested, you can jump over onto the Zero Lives Left podcasting website and you can check out all of the previous other episodes of the podcast. I've got some further information there about the background of the guests as well. And if you're somebody who's listening into this podcast today and you have a story To tell, and you have value to add to businesses, and you'd like to get your message in front of my audience here on the Zero Lives Left podcasting, then you know what? Please do reach out and get in touch. I'm always looking for new and interesting guests to come on the show and have a conversation with me. So let me extend that invite to you right now. Drop me an email, send me a DM on Twitter. Get in touch and let's see how I can help connect you, how I can help put you in front of some potential listeners uh, that listen into this podcast each and every episode. I just also want to mention again as always if you're listening to this podcast today over on iTunes, Spotify or indeed any of the other podcasting platforms please don't forget to share the podcast make sure you rate and review the podcast ratings and reviews are really important and they do help other people find out about the show. All right, let's not waste any more time and jump right in to episode 61 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. Roger, good morning. You are very welcome joining me on this episode of the podcast and we're going to talk all things podcasting. But before we get into the nuts and bolts of podcasting, what it's all about, why one should even want to invest any time in podcasting. Give our listeners a little bit of a backstory on your journey to date.
1: Sure. Well, good morning, Wayne, and thank you very much for inviting me on. Pleasure to talk all things geekery with you, as always. Um, so, yes, uh, my name's Roger, and uh, I'm a podcast nerd. Um, i would put yourself in that category too, Wayne. Um, and, uh, yeah, I suppose my journey with podcasting goes quite far back. I've always been uh, a bit of an audio-visual nerd, anything, cameras, microphones, uh, loved all that. Uh, And then I did a degree in Queen's University called Sonic Arts, which sounds fancy, but it's really about the kind of science of sound and acoustics and recording and microphones and all that stuff. And I did that in 2005, which happened to be the year after podcasting was invented. So a lot of people are surprised to hear that podcasting goes back to 2004. And in 2005, uh, Apple integrated podcasts into their iTunes software. So whenever I uh, got my student loan in, I went out and bought myself a third generation iPod, which was white. It was beautiful with backlit buttons and a little scroll wheel. And uh, whenever I opened it up and turned it on, there was this item in the menu called podcast. And I thought, what on earth is a podcast? So that was way back then, uh, nearly 20 years ago now, uh, and I was hooked then and I've kind of been hooked ever since. Originally as a listener, listening to lots of podcast content, uh, but then in later years getting into producing, a little bit of hosting, and now in consultancy and training, helping other people get started in podcasting too.
0: Fantastic. And I get those questions from time to time from people, you know, how did you get into podcasting? What was the motivation? Um, you know, how do you even get started? You know, when yeah. people are you know, always looking for new ways to to get their business message out there or their yeah. brand message out there and podcasting actually presents a very unique opportunity to do that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on. But let's say we've got somebody listening into the podcast today, you know, what we're talking about, you know, maybe they listen to a number of podcasts themselves yeah. and they thought, you know what, I've got a fantastic idea for a podcast and they've sort of sat down they've fleshed out some ideas on paper uh they've thought about the the why the what and then the who how does one actually get started and this is something i remember back in you know uh, five years ago six years ago when i launched the zero lives left podcast i remember it was around christmas time i can remember it very clearly Um, I had been listening to some podcasts and I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to look up some information on how to actually get started. Mm -hmm. And I realized pretty quickly it was a bit of a minefield because (laughs) there's so many uh, parts to consider, right? There's the obvious ones like the microphone, uh, there's the obvious ones like recording of the said audio, but give us a little bit of an overview, Roger, into the equipment that one might require to actually kick something like this off?
1: Yeah, I mean, as you say, it, it can be a bit of a minefield. And I think it's probably getting more like that as more and more products get released onto the market and it's kind of a bit overwhelming. Um, but you you kind of lost over a little phrase there. You said whenever people have worked out the why, the who and the what of their podcast, and I think that actually before you even get the buying equipment, there's there's a lot you need to think about and i think because the barriers of entry to podcasting are so low quite often people rush in and and go oh, i'll get my microphones and i'll just start putting content out there so uh, yeah I, I will definitely share about the different the equipment you can get but i would love to spend a wee bit of time actually on that little bit about you know people you know getting your podcast uh, concept ready because um the I t- in my training I talk about the foundational building blocks of podcasting, which are, actually are those three questions: those the who, the what, and the and the why. And the why is really important because why are you going to podcast as opposed to you know YouTube or you know TikTok or any other kind of or blog or any other form of content generation? And and really know why you're doing that. What would success look like for you? What are you trying to achieve? And then what is your idea? And, and, uh, and like you, I probably sit in lots of Facebook groups and and um, forums, and I see people coming on saying, "I've just I'm starting a new podcast," and people go, "Great, what's it about?" And they say, "Oh, well, it's me and my friend, and we talk about um, you know relationships and investment advice and tech and life." And I think, oh, my heart sinks because I think, oh, that's so hard to make that so hard to make a success out of that because they haven't really found their niece. they haven't really focused in on that idea. And so I just think it's really important to really get your your podcast idea nailed down. What exactly is it that separates your podcast from anyone else's? Can you say it in 10 words? That's a really good test. Can you create put your podcast idea in 10 words or less that describes nothing else but your podcast? And then there's the who, who's your audience? And quite often at that stage, people say, um, everyone, everyone would love my podcast. But the truth of the matter is that if everyone likes it, then probably no one loves it because it's too generic. So who would love your podcast? Who would actually lap up that content because it's just for them? And I also do this exercise called the ideal listener avatar where you picture your audience as one person. And, and start, you know, give them a name. Let's call him Jeff, whatever. And what what is Jeff, what, you know, what does he do? Where does he live? What's his job? You know, what other content does Jeff like? And then you aim your your content at your ideal listener avatar, and it helps get you really focused and really consistent, which is really important when it comes to the podcasting. But let's assume then you've got all that nailed. You've got, you've got your concept down. So what equipment do you need? And this is one of the brilliant things about podcasting. You need very little. Technically, you could just use your smartphone and get started. Uh, I, you could do it. I would probably not advise it. If you have any kind of budget, I would recommend getting a, a podcast mic. You don't need to spend loads of money. Um, the one I recommend quite often is the Samsung Q2U. You can look that up. It's about 75 to 95 pounds on Amazon, depending on what pricing they decide to choose in any one day. Um, you know, That's a USB mic. It just plugs straight into your computer. And if it's only you doing like a solo podcast or if it's you and you're interviewing guests that are remote, i.e. not in the same room as you, then a USB mic is perfect. Just plug it in and away you go. Or if you need more than one microphone, if you've got a co-host with you in the same space or you're recording with a guest in the same space, then you're going to need more than one microphone. You're going to need a microphone each. And in that case, you'll need what's called an XLR microphone. It's kind of the traditional type of microphone, it's got three pins at the bottom. um, And then you also need what's called an audio interface, something to plug those microphones into. Uh, which then that box, that audio interface will then plug into your computer. So that's where it kind of gets a wee bit complicated for people. Uh, but the kind of the, the basic rule is if it's just you on your own, you don't need any other microphones, a USB microphone, just plug it straight in, great. If you need more than one microphone, you need XLR microphones and, a, and an audio interface. Or, uh, we were just talking before we went live there, you have a little, a fancy little device called a pod track. Um, You can, yes, hold it up. There it is. That's what's called an external recorder. You can bypass your computer altogether if you want and record into an external recorder. That's really good because you're not relying on your computer not crashing (laughs) at any particular time. And it's also just a bit more mobile. And that records your audio straight onto like a little memory card. And then your digital audio files are ready then to Pop into your computer and edit from there. So that's the kind of the, the kind of hardware, if you like. And then when it comes to software, uh, a lot of people start with Audacity, which is free. It's recording and, and editing software. And it's for PC or Mac. Or if you're a Mac user, GarageBand comes with your Mac and it's free. And there are other ones you can pay for, like uh, Adobe Edition or Hindenburg, or there's different ones. Um, but the free ones have basically everything you need to get started. Um, so it's really not that complicated. As with our, all these things, there's a bit of a learning curve, uh, but it shouldn't hold anyone back from getting stuck in. Now,
0: just before we uh,
1: take a step back in a couple of moments, I just want to say
0: if you have any questions, you're listening into this episode uh, on LinkedIn or indeed anywhere else, YouTube or Twitter, and you've got a question for Roger this morning, please do pop it into the chat. Uh, we can pick those questions up as we move through um our talk and our conversation this morning uh, if you're listening to this on the replay uh in the uh old-fashioned format of the traditional podcast through apple or indeed spotify and you do have any questions roger will be sharing his contact information towards the end of our conversation this morning but what I want to do Roger you were saying some really interesting stuff that I absolutely never thought about whenever I launched my podcast originally like, <laughs> I'll be completely honest with you some of the stuff that you're saying uh, you know that, that, that I I never thought about any of those sorts of things so yeah. what you're talking about is really important stuff it's gold it's really going to help you uh, as you grow and you build that podcast out. Right, but I want to roll back just uh, if we can for a couple of minutes just to talk a little bit more about something that I thought was so interesting. And again, it ties back to the old marketing customer personas. Yeah. yeah. Um, and whenever we're in marketing, we talk about our ideal customer and we talk about our customer persona. I yeah. must admit, I never actually thought about a listener avatar yeah. or a listener persona. Yeah. And and that I feel is absolutely critical.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it really is, and I think it it is critical because consistency in podcasting is a really important factor for success. So I don't know about you, but whenever I tune into a podcast, I want to know roughly what I'm going to get because I'm investing maybe half an hour or an hour of my life. Um, You know, I kind of want to know roughly uh, what it is I'm going to be listening to. And so how do you be consistent? And whenever you're podcasting, if you're on your own, it's actually quite a bit of a lonely pursuit. And it feels a bit weird just talking into a microphone. And if you're just picturing this blur of, a sea of faces or ears, uh, potential listeners, um, it's quite hard to kind of get a handle on that. So I find it really helpful. And to be honest, I didn't come up with the idea, I've stolen it like all my ideas from other people, um, of this ideal listener avatar, where you pick this person and you flesh them out, give them a name, give them characteristics, um, and then aim your content at them. So I called mine Jeff. So let's say whenever I'm sitting down to record my episode, I'm picturing Jeff, and it's as if, as if I'm having a conversation with him. And that, that way I know I'm being consistent, and I know that I'm thinking, well, what would Jeff be into? Now, that's a wee bit hard sometimes for people to get their head around because they think, well, my audience is so diverse. You know, How can I just reduce it down to one person? But I find a, a useful analogy is like an archery board. So if you've got like an archery target, and in the middle, you've got your your bullseye, your avatar, your ideal listener avatar um, is your bullseye. That's where you're aiming. But you know, if you're not very good like at archery like myself, you'll probably hit all around the place. <laughs> but at least if you're aiming in the same direction, you're going to have some form of consistency. So it's not like your podcast is only going to appeal to Jeff or your avatar. Uh, you're going to have a, a much wider audience than that. But it gives you that consistent focus to aim towards, which is, I think is really, really key.
0: And do you think then, Roger, you should have, I know in marketing again, going back to those customer personas, you know, depending on your podcast,
1: you may have several, um, yeah. listener avatars. Yeah. Yeah, you, certainly. And that, that question always comes up. That's always the next question I get is, uh, can I have more than one? And. I think the answer is, I mean, there's no rules with these things, whatever works for you works for you. Um, but I think there's a risk that if your avatars are too dissimilar from each other, then it's quite hard to create content that will, if if, if you've got, say, three avatars and they make up a Venn diagram, you know, you're, the content you're going to be talking about is quite small in the middle. You know, it's kind of a bit difficult to, to meet all their needs. Um, so I suppose that That gives you some thought as to, you know, who am I aiming this towards? If I'm aiming at too broadly, if I'm trying to hit too many targets, then am I going to miss them all? Do you know know what I mean? So, uh, but as as I said, there's no right or wrong answers and everyone's podcast is, is slightly different.
0: And I think that's the great thing about podcasting as well. It gives you the opportunity to go real niche. Yeah, um, because there's always going to be a pocket of listeners out there somewhere that has an interest in your topic or your subject, yes, uh, or your experience, um, or your your you know your business. Yeah. So it's trying to really find where those people reside uh, and and try to attract them in uh, yes. to the podcast. And I want to talk a little bit more about that later on and pick your brains a little bit further for my own selfish game. <laughs> This morning, when I when I have you here, actually, uh, so we're going to talk a little bit more about that. But I want to I want to continue on down the path of the equipment, and you know, you mentioned some really good equipment there. And actually, the the Samsung microphone that you mentioned, that's actually where I started off. Yep. Um, that was my first uh, purchase, if you like. Um, and I picked those up on Amazon, like you say. Uh, I think I bought two of them at the time. But again, USB XLR, fantastic, yep. plug and play, get you up and running. With um, Audacity or some other editing software, that's going to hopefully be, uh, you know, give you the ability to edit that podcast and maybe start to listen back to it. Maybe you refine it. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to talk a little bit about, which is one of the challenges that that I spoke to you about recently as well, um, and I've been sort of struggling with this, particularly making sure that the audio quality is is good. And I remember being at a YouTube conference in Dublin a couple of years ago and a guy called Steve Dotto. Um, and Steve Dotto was a big tech nerd, like me and you, uh, YouTuber, always buying equipment, always talking about equipment and ways to do things online. And I remember th- this has stuck in my mind since then. Yep. Steve Dotto said that people will forgive you for poor shaky cameras, yes. but they will not forgive you for poor crappy audio. Yes, And I was like, wow. Yep. And ever since then, I've been conscious of that whenever I'm producing anything, you know, and I've always been looking for ways to get it better. And yeah, you can go and spend a fortune on a really good quality microphone, but there's actually other things to think about in order to get your audio quality up to par. So people actually want to listen into it.
1: Yeah, totally. And I think the, the recording environment if you like or the space you record in is as important if not more important than the microphone that you that you buy and i was actually in a facebook group for podcasting yesterday actually and someone was complaining about echo in their uh, or what what i think what they're referring to was reverb really in their recordings that kind of trail off after your voice and um, that doesn't sound that nice and they said i think i'm going to buy a better mic and i said to them no, don't buy a better mic because if, you, if you're recording in an echoey space and you have a 3,000-pound microphone, it's just going to give you a better reflection of that really bad space. <laughs> you're just going to hear it better and you don't want to hear it better. Uh, so I suppose there's some things to think about. And the general principle here is sound is... um. Uh, it's it's something that you kind of need to understand how it works roughly speaking so that you can actually make a difference here. You don't need to spend a fortune, you don't need to overthink it. But essentially what we're aiming for is that nice dry studio sound that whenever you turn on your radio and you listen to a radio presenter talking, you have no concept of what space they're recording in. You can't really work it out. If you were to try and picture their studio, you couldn't really picture, is it big, is it small? Because all you're hearing is that direct sound of their voice into their mic because their space is acoustically treated. Now, we can't replicate recording studios. Um, and most of us can't afford to, nor would, would we want to in our houses or wherever we record our podcasts. But there are certain things we can do to kind of make our sound more like that. So sound in a room Whenever you put a microphone in a room and you make a sound, that microphone is going to experience two different types of sound. The first is direct sound, which is your mouth to the microphone, straight line, the 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 sound that goes straight to it, and it picks that up first. Then the next type of sound it experiences is indirect sound, the sound that bounces off all the walls, ceilings, floors, surfaces of your room, and then reaches your mic. And because of the nature of physics, it reaches it after the fact, it's taken a longer path. And so what you hear in a very reflective space is this trail off, this kind of echo or reverb um after the voice. And it's the equivalent of like reading blurry text. You know, it's kind of audio equivalent of that. The brain needs to focus to kind of decipher what's the actual core raw audio uh, stripped off from the kind of the the room sound, if you like. And it doesn't sound particularly good. It sounds good in music. Often producers will add reverb into like, say, when Adele, when she goes to record in the studio, there'll be a bit of reverb added. But in spoken word and podcasting, it's the enemy. And like you said, uh, people will forgive you for a shaky camera, but not for for dodgy audio. Um so what we want to do is really reduce the indirect sound and maximize the direct sound so to maximize the direct sound we speak closer to our microphone we basically give the microphone more volume of that direct sound so up close and personal with your microphone is the first thing and then we get to the indirect sound how how do we reduce that well we add absorbent surfaces into our room so A bedroom is actually a really good place to record a podcast because you've got a big mattress in there, which is basically a big sound trap. Uh, You've got a duvet, you maybe got a carpet or a rug, you've got curtains, you've got a wardrobe for the clothes. um, And all those things will just suck the energy out of the sound in the room, so it's not bouncing around like mad and giving you lots of indirect sound. Whereas if you're in an office space, then maybe your options are limited because maybe you don't have that many soft furnishings in there. So if you can't bring in extra soft furnishings, then there's some other things you can do. You can think about acoustic panels. So these lovely panels behind me are actually acoustic panels. Um, And basically, it's just like foam, essentially foam that kind of absorbs that sound energy and stops it bouncing around the room. Um, You can get really cheap ones, uh, kind of maybe like a few quid each on Amazon, or you can spend a bit more, spend a few hundred pounds and get really fancy ones. They all do a very similar job. Um, or the other thing you can do is hang up acoustic curtains which is what i actually suggested to yourself because you're recording actually in a in a quite a big space so sometimes it's helpful just to kind of you know almost make a smaller space by putting up curtains and but you can do it in very low budget ways but essentially you're trying to just absorb that sound energy in the room so it's not bouncing around like crazy and getting back to your microphone and
0: it's so important as well and what I would encourage people to do is listen back to your podcasts um that's something that I didn't do a whole lot of you know obviously you listen back to it when you're doing the editing but but even going back through previous episodes I found I can definitely definitely see and hear well hear a difference yeah. um, through the small improvements that I've made and, and that was something that we were talking about in the past couple of weeks because yeah. I had reached out to you and I said look you know how do I, how do I improve on this? What can I do? And you, you were saying to me, look, tell me a little bit more about the room that you're recording in. And I thought that was such an important question. I didn't think a lot about that. And I don't think a lot of people do think about that. They just set up and and go for it. Yeah. Where if you're recording in too large of a space um, that doesn't maybe have that acoustic paneling or yeah. those yeah. absorbers that you were talking about, you're going to, you're going to have those issues with your audio potentially.
1: Yeah. And if you, if you're listening for this kind of thing, you actually hear it everywhere. So, um, as an audio nerd, I kind of have a uh, I always kind of are picking off and stuff like this, but like, if you walk into your bathroom and talk, you know, it sounds Like, well, that's why we like singing in the shower, because there's this big long trail off after your voice, this reverberant trail, which is quite flattering to a singing voice. (laughs) Um, Whereas then if you walk from your bathroom into like your your bedroom, whatever, it just sounds totally different. And so whenever you start to listen for these things, then you can walk around your house and go, well, where would be a best place for me to record this thing? If you're not recording video, then you don't need to worry what it looks like and um, the, the best sound some people actually uh use like walk-in closets and uh and sit down uh, amongst you know <laughs> with your head in a pile of shirts or something and uh, or throw a duvet over your head some people do that um but whatever works for you and, and as i say you don't need to spend a fortune on it and actually i would say um you know, to do a test recording, as you say, and listen back before you start, you know, investing in loads of things, just have a listen. And, and, and we're not looking for perfection here. Sometimes perfection is the enemy of good. But I do think, and I think increasingly though, I think there is an expectation that your audio will be quality. I think in the earlier days of podcasting, when it was maybe a bit more amateur, you, you maybe could have got away with a bit more. I think now people just expect slightly, I think slightly higher quality, Again, doesn't need to be perfect, but just doesn't, you know, just don't record in your bathroom, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, at that same conference in Dublin, I remember hearing a uh, Brian Fanzo, uh, another content creator who was a speaker at that uh, event, also saying, "Just hit the damn record button." <laughs> <laughs> yes, <that's it. laughs> and I thought, uh, yeah, because because you can, you can, you can sort of procrastinate and put all this sort of stuff off, you know. And yes. uh, and I used to be a lot like that in the very early days. I was very apprehensive of. Yes you know, a lot of people have that imposter syndrome or, you know, they're, they're, they're afraid to put themselves out there. And, and again, this is what comes with the territory of podcasting, like video content or any other stuff that we do, Roger, you know, especially when you're putting yourself out onto a platform like LinkedIn, for example, which, which we're going out on this morning, you know, people, you know, are going to come in, they're going to comment on it. They're going to you know, they're going to give you some feedback. Yep. Some people might do it publicly. Some people might do it privately. And, you know, that's all good stuff as well. Um, and and maybe don't take it too personally because we're all on somewhat of a learning journey, as you say, exactly. and this type of stuff only gets better through time. And, and I always say to people, you know, people ask me about my podcast, like over 60 episodes. It's been going five years now. I I go back. I go back from time to time and I listen to episode 1 of the podcast and it was absolutely horrible right. You know, it's like it's like cringeworthy, you know. And I thought to myself, I wonder should I pull that down and re-record that? And I thought, you know what? No, don't do that Win, Leave it out there. Yeah. Because what it shows is progression. Yeah. And I think that's really important as well, isn't
1: it? It really is and like uh, I don't know if any of your your uh, viewers or listeners are uh, aware of Joe Rogan, one of the biggest podcasters in the world and he started, uh, it's actually not on YouTube anymore, but a few years ago I found his first um, podcast, his first live stream and it is grim. Like it's him and his mate. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh, it's all over the show. It sounds terrible, looks terrible. Now he sold his. Well, actually, he didn't sell his podcast. He kind of gave it, got an exclusive deal with with Spotify uh, for I th- reported two hundred million dollars a couple of years ago. Now I'm not saying that we're all going to get two hundred million dollars from Spotify, uh, but you know you have to start somewhere. And everyone feels that imposter syndrome. The first time you speak into a microphone and say hello and welcome to the podcast, you feel like you're a little child with like a Fisher-Price microphone in front of you. Like you're just pretending. But quickly, you know, after the first few episodes, you'll get the pattern. it'll, It'll become more natural and you'll stop overthinking things. And the other thing about it as
0: well is a lot of people don't like the sound of their own voice. Um, as well I remember in the early days when I listened back I was like sliding into the chair going oh gee I can't, <laughs> can't put that out there uh you know and, and again if you're northern Irish like us and some of the little sort of yeah. sayings that you would use you know people would like you know and I find myself as well almost being more careful with some of that stuff as well yeah. a little bit like I do a lot of stuff now on u105 yeah. um on the tech side of things and I remember yeah. the early days even going on to that like I was a, a bit of a babbling fool yes. you know so you, know, yeah. you you do have to put a little bit of thought into it and research into it and i suppose research is very important in your podcasting approach as well you know do when it. you have the opportunity to bring someone on yeah. do a little bit of research around yeah. it use that as a real you know great opportunity to, to, to deep dive into it as well and as you said at the way at the start of this adding value because if you're giving up some of your time, you want to make sure that you're adding
1: value to the listener um, totally, as well. Totally. And and the, one of the, the brilliant things about podcasting, and I think one of the reasons why it's become so successful is that it's long form content in a world where uh, all other trends are going towards short form. Like TikTok videos, all everything's getting shorter and shorter and shorter because our attention spans are are getting really low, and our thumbs love to flick on our phones and get onto that next piece of content. Whereas, because podcasting is called a companion medium, it's like you're always doing something else when you're listening to a podcast. Usually, you know, you're you're going for a run, or you're you're taking the dog for a walk, or you're doing the dishes, or commuting, and it's called uh, they call it. passive consumption, but active listening. So it's long form content, which means usually whenever you're, uh, you know, say you're going for a run or you're on your commute, you don't want to be flipping between episodes back and forward. So you kind of just let let a, a piece of an episode, you know, just settle in and you just listen to it all the way through. And that's really unique now in, in content. Like if you put up a Facebook video, you can't really expect anyone to be watching more than 10 seconds of it. That's just the nature of it. Um, Whereas if you put up a podcast uh, episode, the research shows that about 80% of your, your listeners will listen all the way through, which is just fantastic. Which means that you don't have to be gimmicky like you might have to be on YouTube or these other platforms. You don't have to put a hook in at the start and go, oh wait, I'm gonna tell you something amazing at the end. Um, because people are just more patient with podcasts, they'll just let it listen. And that means that you can deep dive. And so whenever you have a guest on, you don't need to rush it and you can let, you know, give these things the time that they deserve. You can talk about concepts that are not just black and white, that have complexity to them. And I think that's really important these days, whenever debate and all this kind of stuff gets, (laughs) well, there's less and less room for debate. It just gets a bit angry. Whereas in the podcast, you can actually really thrash out a concept and let it you know let it breathe give it time and and yeah lots you know do lots of research obviously and now we have the benefit of ai and all the things that go along with it i know we've talked we've talked about that but chat gpt is a brilliant uh, resource for podcast planning so like you can go in there if your guest is anyway well known you can ask chat gpt to give you a bio or you can copy and paste that in and then say, well, what questions should I ask this guest on this particular, whatever topic it is? And um, you can get content ideas like that. You can even um, get uh, you know sample uh, social media posts to put out to promote the episode. All this kind of stuff. Um, episode title suggestions. You know, the the world's uh, very open there in terms of AI. There's, you know all about that we've talked about that in fact i heard you on u105 talking about the very same topic um it's a great obviously it's very scary at the same time (laughs) but it's a great resource
0: now tell me a question that i've often wondered when it comes to podcasts and i know there'll be people who maybe are considering launching a podcast starting one up is there the perfect length you know, you know, because people ask that question: How long should it be? Should yeah. it be sixty minutes? Should it be forty minutes? Should it yeah. be? And you, we're talking kind of about the tension span now of the user. And yeah. You you probably already answered this question, actually. Now that I think back to what you've just said, but but from your experience, Roger, is
1: is there a perfect length that some somebody should be aiming for? No, uh, I think the average length of a podcast is something like thirty-seven minutes, something like that. Um, But we we've already mentioned Joe Rogan. His podcasts often go to like three hours. Uh, you don't have to be short to be popular. You know, to grow an audience. Um, I think at the same time, don't make your podcast longer than it needs to be. Don't fill it with you know blabber. Uh, it needs to be focused. Um, you know that's what ed- that's where editing comes in. You know, if don't be afraid to cut a chunk out. Uh, cut a question out. That you ask your guest if it didn't really fit. You know. Get it as kind of, uh, you know, trim the fat off it as much as you can. Um, But you don't need to stress. If it turns out 45 minutes and you want the 25, that's okay. Don't worry about it. But, you know, if you've only got 25 minutes of good content in a 45-minute interview, don't worry about cutting out the rest as well. And I suppose the thing is if you're adding
0: value, people are going to want to stick around. Correct. You know, if Correct. you're dropping real good information, it's mm-hmm. really valuable to the listener. You've yep. done your research, you've done your homework, yep. people are going to want to stick around. And that's the beauty of podcasting. I mean, I love it. I mean, I do a lot of driving yep. and I frequently ask people, give me a rec. I'm going on a long drive to Cork or Galway. Yep. Give me some recommendations of podcasts that yep. I should be listening to. Yep. And I just get into the car and I like just, I, I just suck it all up. Yeah. So if it's if if it's good content, people are going to want to to stick around. Now let's talk a little bit. I've got two questions in at the moment that we're going to come back to, which I think are really interesting. So thank you guys for popping in those questions. I'm going, to, I'm going to hold on to Roger for a little bit longer. Hopefully we'll get some more really valuable information out of him today. Um, But I want to talk a little bit about the distribution of the podcast, because that's really important, you know, getting this, because there's a lot of different podcasting platforms out there. I mean, you mentioned Apple earlier on, which is one of the more well-known ones that people would would, would be familiar with. There's also Spotify. You mentioned Joe Rogan and his podcast exclusive deal over on Spotify, which again is a platform that I use as well, but there are other smaller, lesser known. I know Amazon's got into the business recently. I know Google's got into the business as well. Can you give people a little bit of a flavor Roger on where they should be distributing the podcast to, and maybe how that happens?
1: Yeah. Um, and this is something that I think confuses people a little bit about podcasting because we're more used to the likes of, say, YouTube. So let's take YouTube as an, as an example. If I said to you, you need to get a video up on YouTube, you know, what do you do? Well, you would go to youtube.com, you would hit upload, you would put your video file in there. And then how would people find your video? They would go to youtube.com and there it would be. It's a very centralized system and everything's in the one place under the one company. Podcasting is a decentralized system, which means that people don't consume podcasts on podcasting.com. There is no podcasting.com that, that, that gives you podcasts. Um, they consume it, as you said, on uh, Apple Podcasts, on Google, uh, on uh, Amazon Music, uh, Spotify, all these different places, There's a whole host of different places. And so then the question is well how do I get my podcast in all those places and, and do I need them in all those places? So first of all I would say yes you want to put your podcast out as wide as you can get it Um, so how do you get them to those places? Well you need what's called a podcast host provider so if you're familiar with web hosts i.e um, the people that, that kind of run the servers where your website um, exists on, uh, it's a similar model. So podcast hosts are the people that uh, run the servers that your audio files sit on. So they manage the kind of the distribution and then they can actually then point your podcast to all the different uh, apps and directories that people use to consume. Your podcast. So in a good in a good podcast host, they'll have a little interface where they'll have all the different apps and directories. And then you can just go link, 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 and you link them all up. Sometimes there's a wee bit of a process or a form to fill in and that kind of thing. Um, I think Apple is probably the most uh, laborious in terms of uh, getting uh, LinkedIn to them, uh, but it doesn't take that long. And then once you've done that, just once whenever you've set up your podcast in the first place, then every time you upload a new episode, it gets pushed out to all those apps and directories, So you don't have to do that every time. You just do it once whenever you're getting your podcast all set up with your podcast host. You tell your host where you want it to go and do all that process. And then it'll just go there every time. Um, now, that can be, in some some podcast hosts, and, and they're getting better, but some po- podcast hosts don't actually make that process easy for you. The one that I use and recommend is Buzzsprout. Um, there are others. Uh, Spotify um, bought a podcast host called Anchor, and now they changed the name. It's now just called uh, uh, Spotify for podcasting or podcasting with Spotify or something. I can't even remember what it's called. It's free. Um, I wouldn't really recommend it too much because it's very Spotify centric and they just really want your audio on Spotify and not really anywhere else, ideally for them. Um, But there's other ones like Buzzsprout or Libsyn or Podbean or Captivate. There's a whole number of them They do a fairly similar job. And I think Buzzsprout's about $12 a month, something like that. Uh, so they're not a huge cost. But they make the process of uploading and distributing your podcast audio very straightforward. And that's the main thing. So it just kind of works.
0: Now, a big shout out to another fellow podcaster today, uh, Peter Doak. Uh, Peter's listening in uh, this morning. He says his first podcast or episode one was dreadful. Uh, And he's now at episode 74. He says it's still dreadful. But I think Peter's being a wee bit hard on himself, it's, I, I'm sure it's got better. In fact, I've listened into to Peter's podcasts and they have been like my own getting steadily better, but, but hopefully Peter, you're finding the tips that Roger is sharing, uh, this morning, helpful and useful. And again, um, do definitely connect with Roger. If you haven't already done on LinkedIn, he's a fantastic guy, very approachable. Very easy to ask questions, too, relating uh, to podcasting. But we do have a question in, uh, from Harry, and it kind of links in nicely to what you were talking about a couple of moments ago. And should he be considering a paid podcasting host or a free podcast provider? That's a very interesting question because you're talking about Buzzsprout, and I know they do have a free tier. Um, but they also have paid tiers. And I I used to use Buzzsprout, and I moved from them recently. Um, and I'll tell you why I moved first, and you can tell me um, what your thoughts on that was. I wanted to actually create more podcasts. Yes. And and, and Buzzsprout were kind of pigeonholing me into, That's well, right. you got to take another subscription. Correct. And then I was speaking to a few people, and they said, oh, actually, there's one or two other providers you can take a look at, Wayne. And they actually allow you to run multiple um, podcasts as well. Yeah, which I thought was really good, um, and there wasn't much of a difference in the price. But we'll go back to the original question that Harry actually asked:
1: paid or free? In your uh, professional opinion, Roger? Uh, there's no right or wrong answer. My general feeling on these things is: if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. Um, so, in some ways, okay. So I was talking about uh, podcasting being this decentralized, open system, right? That is the secret sauce to podcasting that's why it's so brilliant that's why it survived this long because it's not linked to one company right it's not owned by one company it's this open source um it's really a standard rss is the kind of standard the the kind of tech behind it now that that's great because it means that no one can tell you where you need to go to listen to podcasts no one can tell you where you need to put your podcast um it's very open now spotify I've got big into podcasting, and they've invested more than a billion dollars in podcasting. And they, they, the their CEO Daniel X said it's a twenty billion dollar opportunity for them, right? But they are not interested in the open aspect of podcasting. They would rather everyone just came to Spotify to listen to podcasts. That's why they do so many exclusive deals with the likes of celebrities and Joe Rogan. They pay people huge amounts of money to only put their podcast on Spotify. The reason I mention that is because they own the biggest free podcasting host right so you can go to spotify host your podcast with them and it won't cost you a thing now if you have zero money in the bank and that's all you can do that's no problem it'll still work you can still get your podcast in other places but in general i don't really i'm not a huge supporter of spotify and and how they see podcasting because they want to close it all down they actually want to get rid of the rss and um, framework and the structure and the, the standard Uh, that that really podcasting is built on they say it's outdated and we don't need it anymore of course they would say that because it means that uh, they can pull everyone into their spotify platform and your podcast won't be anywhere else so yes it'll work if you go to them host your podcast with them no problem it'll work in a very similar way to buzzsprout works i'm just not a huge fan I'm not a huge fan of these free products in general i think i'd rather spend a little bit of money and get some really nice features with likes of buzzsprout now what you were talking about why you moved from buzzsprout i was interested to hear why you moved because i haven't heard of many people moving away but i totally understand your reason which is i suppose quite unique to you and that you want to run multiple podcasts now most people are in the kind of one podcast or no, no podcast category um, and then it doesn't make much of a difference if you do go into more than one podcast yes there are different pricing models in other podcast hosts that might make it more economically viable to go with them so i totally get that you can't go too far wrong really with a podcast host they all do a very similar job but i would recommend spending a little bit of money going to the likes of buzzsprout uh you know libsyn Captivate, being these ones, um, and and maybe stray away from Spotify. I just don't like, I don't like the the spirit of of where they're coming from when it comes to the podcasting.
0: And that's a great uh, overview on on what's out there, Roger, as well. And again, there's there's plenty of variety and there's plenty of choice um, from a small monthly subscription to potentially what you may need in terms of the. The analytics as well, which is a really important component as well. You know, having analytics is important and, and paying attention to your analytics as well. And that actually leads nicely into the next question from from Julie. These are good questions, actually. Yeah. Um, I really like these. Um, and Julie had asked... Um, how do we get more listeners? That's, I suppose, <laughs> you know, a, a question that we've all asked and scratched our head time and time again. And I'm, I'm at this at the moment with YouTube. How do I get more subscribers on YouTube? And yeah. I'm really, really, I'm tormenting myself at the moment about what should I be doing. I'm looking at YouTube Shorts. I've started to produce some of them. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. But, but from a podcasting perspective, how does one get more listeners? How do you attract more people into your podcast? Right? How do you get people tuning in, listening in, hit, hitting the subscribe button which is really important as well yeah. so that whenever you do release a new podcast they get that notification and it's something that i think people should be encouraging within their podcasts you know get people to subscribe get people to follow so yeah. that when you do release a new
1: episode they get
0: notified and it brings them back in but how do we get more listeners
1: Yeah, we could talk for an hour on that alone, I think, Um, and those Facebook groups that I mentioned for podcasting are just littered with people coming on going, how do I get more listeners? Um, I uh, I think the first thing I would say is don't get too caught up in your numbers, particularly at the start of your podcasting journey. The whole build it, you know, if I build it, they will come um, <laughs> psychology just doesn't work. Uh, it takes time. What you're building is an audience, but actually what you're building is habits in people. You want people to habitually come and consume your content. And that takes time. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. And if you put out your first podcast and, and your mum listens to it and that's it, you know that that's fairly normal. You know, don't 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 stress about it. Don't worry about it. It takes you know you're talking a medium term plan at least with podcasting. It takes a year or two to start building podcasts, and if you talk to these ones that get millions of downloads, very often their kind of uh, growth chart is very shallow at the start you know, and maybe a year in, they're still only getting a 100 or 200 lessons an episode. And then, you know, very quickly, there's a kind of a tipping point um, at some stage, and then they, they, they kind of hit it big. That won't happen to all podcasts. But I think the main point, point I would come to is it all comes down to content. You can spend a fortune, um, and there's, a, there's a very um, uncouth phrase, uh, you can't polish a turd. But basically, if, you're, if your uh, podcast content isn't great then it's going to be very expensive for you to market that because it's you're gonna it's, it's an uphill struggle if you create value if your podcast and any kind of content you're putting out is is adding value for people then it's an easy sale. you don't have to convince people to, to listen because it's going to help them so that's where you start you start with your content we're going to take that as a given. then you've got amazing content, you're giving away gold every episode. What then can you do? Well, you mentioned asking people to subscribe. So call that's called a call to action. So you want to put call to actions in all your content. So you don't want to end an episode and not tell people what to do next. So what do you want them to do next? Is it to subscribe to your podcast? You might want to say, hit that follow button wherever you get your podcast. Is it you want them to maybe sign up to your mailing list? An email mailing list is a great way of keeping people Uh, keeping you on their radar so you can keep on feeding little bits of content or a summary of the podcast you put out recently or whatever and that will kind of remind people to kind of look for you again Um, and then uh, there's a kind of term a multi-platform approach which is basically a fancy way of saying don't just think about your podcast as an audio only resource can you make little take little snippets of it make little video snippets you can use tools like headliner is one or wave uh, is another these are free tools and where you can actually create a little video clip uh, with a, a dynamic wave form of your audio and put that up on TikTok, put it up on facebook on twitter linkedin wherever your audience is and use those different platforms and think what's the best way of me sharing my podcast content um and repurposing it in lots of different ways so can you turn your episode into a blog article and this is where ai comes in because some in fact buzzsprite have just added in an ai tool to their their platform called co-host it's a little bit of an extra subscription i think it's ten dollars a month and and it gives you an auto transcription of your podcast when you put it up it gives you five uh, episode titles suggestions um and it'll give you a little description of your episode it'll give you chapter markers what you said when and you can also then um ask it questions and 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 say well uh, Put, get me a, a section where I had talked about this, or get me the best section where this happened, and then you can repurpose that content. So your your podcast episode could turn into a blog. It could turn into a few kind of um uh, kind of dynamic waveform, those little video snippets. You could create quote graphics. So say your guest said something really profound. Picture their face, what they said. Put that up on Instagram. So you're trying to think about all those different platforms. Now don't knock your pan in and and spend hours and hours and hours and hours at this. It can get really, really time consuming. So only commit what you can. Commit to it and don't stress. Just give it time to grow. Um, but in general, as with all these things, um, there's an 80-20 rule. And sometimes people say in podcasting, the 20% is your time that you create. You, you actually spend creating your content, and the 80% is the marketing. So you do have to allow some time to put into that marketing, the shouting about your podcast, the telling people about it. Um, otherwise, uh, you'll have a harder time in getting it, getting it to grow. But be patient with yourself. Um, it will grow eventually. Just give it time, and and if you do all the right things, then hopefully over time you'll 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 grow an audience that will be very loyal and keep coming back for more.
0: Now practicing as you preach. If you are listening to this podcast on the <laughs> replay and you haven't yet done it, make sure you hit that subscribe button because I don't want you to miss out on any of these episodes. And this is a fantastic episode today. We were really deep diving into. Getting your podcast up and running and again a lot of what you're saying there roger is kind of circling back around to what we talked about at the start about the listener avatar about researching your content and again if you're creating real good value in that content people are going to want to stick around people are going to want to tune in and they're going to want to listen But I want to sort of round our conversation off this morning and I could talk about this stuff for much, much longer uh, because I've got such an interest in it. And I think people who are genuinely interested in podcasting, I know Peter's listening in this morning, who's got his own podcast, is definitely going to take away uh, lots of real good stuff from this episode. But the podcasting has been around for a while now. A lot of people are launching their podcasts. Spotify's got in on the action um you're seeing huge huge players in the market at the moment you know i'm talking about content creators here joe rogan and these types of guys who have amassed huge amount of listeners. There's hope for me yet, Roger. Spotify might reach out. They might sign me up. They might be you know, watching I'm, this
1: right now, Wayne.
0: They, they might be doing that. I'm not looking 12 million like Meghan Markle, you know, a couple <laughs> of grand, you know, would, <laughs> would, would, would tie me over nicely. So if you're listening in Spotify, check out the episodes of the podcast. But let's say we've got somebody listening in, you know, and they're thinking, is is it too late? Look, is is it too late for me to get on it now? Is it is it too late? And I, and I often reflect back on that particular question, Roger, to youtube and i kind of alluded to it a couple of moments ago where i'm really really trying to drive up my subscribers going damn i wish i had got on the youtube earlier why didn't i not jump on this youtube thing and get in early and, and and try to really drive this forward now i'm having to circle back around and uh you know put more effort into it and energy into it you know there's lots of platforms out there there's TikTok, there's instagram there's snapchat there's youtube you know there's a there's lots of stuff um is it too late is the market too saturated what's your what's your thoughts?
1: Yeah, this is a question I get asked lots, and I think it's because we hear about podcasts all the time now. It seems to be, uh, uh, well, maybe it's just because I'm in a really geeky world that everyone talks to me about podcasts, but it seems to me that they're everywhere. Um, But it's actually really, really not uh, oversaturated the market. There's about, depending on what way you measure it, about three or four million podcasts in the world. But actually, in terms of active podcasts that are actively putting out content, say in the last like 90 days, there's less than a million, um, right? That still seems like quite a lot. You may think, oh, there's a million active podcasts out there. Why does it need? Why does the world need mine? But if you look at other numbers to put that in context, um, I think there's about something like 51 million YouTube channels. Um, you know, there's I think there may be about 39 million of them active. Um, there's about 600 million blogs in the world. So this is we're still talking small fry for podcasting. This is the start of the journey. Um, starting a podcast now is probably like launching a blog in 2001 you know there there was a couple of million of them about and people were talking about it being oversaturated then (laughs) but there was a huge spike to come and that that is I think that's where we're at the podcasting obviously increasingly it's 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 hard to predict where the future of tech is going to go maybe we'll all be on hoverboards and holograms in a few years who knows but uh you know i I think the the journey if you look at the kind of uh life span of podcasting i think we're very much at the beginning um and the amount of money that has been pumped into it by these big media companies is insane and they don't pump money into stuff to watch it fail you know there's a lot of um uh there's a lot of skin in the game in these companies to actually make podcasting uh you know have a, a long life and make it and and you know make it go on for a number of years so we're very much at the beginning of the journey if you haven't started now it's a great time to start um and uh get stuck in
0: and i heard something uh last week on social media one of uh the local ish northern ireland ish program directors for one of the well known radio stations here in northern ireland commented uh in relation to it, it's the digital podcasting element that's really helping drive traffic again back around to the traditional radio so integrate so you're seeing these you know large media outlets in northern ireland really really tapping into the power of podcasting and making snippets or episodes of their traditional radio show available in the digital format that people can tune into and again it drives people back around it piques their interest in a particular show or presenter and then you're back to listening to the traditional radio in your car then um that, that, that makes perfect sense but i've got another question in here from alex roger i'm just going to throw this at you i know we are we're, we're over time here but look it's 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 class and she wants to know how often how often like like should you be doing one episode a month should you be doing an episode every week does that really depend is there is there
1: a is there an optimum I feel like I'm always saying there's no right answer. It's just really uh, probably not very satisfactory. All right? Okay. Here's, here's, here's my thinking on this. So do it as often as you can sustainably continue to do it. I'd say consistency is more important than frequency when it comes to podcasting. Because as I mentioned before, what you're trying to do is build a habit in your listeners. You want them to kind of regularly tune in and go, Hang on, it's been a couple of weeks since the last one. And another one must be due, and and check in that way. If that, if all you can do is monthly or quarterly or whatever it is, then do that. Don't knock your pan in and then you know pod fade as they say, where you basically can't keep on doing it. You don't have the time or the motivation to keep going. Kind of set your pace at something you can manage, and then keep going at that pace. I would say that any less frequently than monthly, you're going to run the risk of people uh, forgetting about you because they'll have listened to too many other podcasts in between. But as I said, whatever you can do, if you can do weekly, brilliant. A weekly podcast is 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 harder work than it might sound uh, because there is research, there is you know logistics, there is editing, there is marketing to do. Um, but do what you can do. Now, there's a little trick that you can use uh, called using series or seasons, which is if you think that you would like to go out quite regularly, say you maybe want to do a weekly podcast, but you know that you can't sustain that, then put it out in seasons. So say I'm launching season one, it's going to be 12 episodes, and then we're going to take a break over the summer, and we'll be back in the autumn with season two. That means that you can batch record Say you take a run up and you batch record your episodes. Do it in a whole, you know, just a mad. Don't do anything else. Just all you do is your podcast for a couple of weeks. Record all those, get it done in advance, schedule them out on your weekly basis, and then now you've got time while those are being put out and just drip to your audience to then work on season two in your own time, and it's sustainable. Then, so you can even do a batch of six if that's all you can manage, and that way it's frequently enough that people will actually you know get that habit, know when it's going to come, um but then there's a break so that you can actually plan and prepare and rest for the next season. I love that one. And, by the way, that's what I'm going to do
0: on my next podcast. I've got one in the mix that we're working on that we're going to launch and it's going to be in seasons. That's the way I'm going to do it because yeah. I am guilty. I have been guilty as charged with my current podcast where I've fallen off the horse a couple yeah. of times. Yeah. And when I look back through the episodes, I do you know what it's been, Roger? It's I've got busy with other stuff yeah, and I haven't been able to allocate the time to it. And I remember looking back now, this isn't last year, but but maybe a year before there was like it was bad and you you're not going to be happy with this there was like two episodes in 12 months like i could see the horror in your face right now
1: but i'm sure there were uh, brilliant episodes
0: yeah but that you 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 know and i just that's what i got preoccupied i got busy with other stuff and it kind of fell to the back burner yeah. you know and it just didn't happen and I, you know again you're right you're trying to gear that up again people you've dropped out of people's radar they forgot about you there's other podcasts out there and you know you do want to and i think the season's uh, idea and tip is is fantastic and that's definitely the way um that i'm going to do it um with the next podcast roger we have covered a lot of ground today in this episode it's like i'm going to be honest it's been one of my better episodes uh, (laughs) because of the value that you've brought to to the listener um the the the, the tips that you've shared your experience and really you've gave people a good overview if you're consider i know again Going back to Peter, who's listening and who is a podcast, you know, podcaster himself, he's been taking away information, as have I. Now, you mentioned earlier on that you do training in this space. So, if people want to find out a little bit more information about the types of training that you deliver, how can they find out about that? But also, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook. You can find me just search for my name. Um, I also have a website called castmastery.co.uk, castmastery, um, where you can go and drop me a message there and find out a little bit more about the stuff I do. Um, and if it is training that you want, then um, I have courses that I can direct you to. And Or if it's more kind of in-depth consultancy, I can also Offer that as well. I also do a bit of editing and producing of other people's podcasts. So, um, trying to to tick as many boxes as I can, help people in any in any way that I can. And that's a really good point. The the the, you know. the podcasting's a lot of work.
0: Let's be honest, you know, it's especially on the editing side of it. And that in itself is a huge, steep learning curve. So if yeah. you can outsource that, Correct. you know, and, and I do a lot of outsourcing in my own business, look, there's stuff that I don't like to do, Um, you know, and I, and I outsource it to people who are much more experienced than I am, do a much better job than I would ever do. So don't, don't be hard on yourself trying to learn all of these things. If you're comfortable and your skill is delivering of the content in terms of chatting with your guests um, and that type of stuff, maybe hand that stuff off. And again, reach out to you, Roger. You're you're more than happy to have a conversation with people if they've got questions, if there's Definitely. something that you feel that you might be able to help them with. It's really important to reach
1: out, isn't it? Yeah, like you, and I could talk about this stuff all day. So if anyone wants to chat, just, just reach out.
0: Excellent. Well, Roger, once again, it's been fantastic to have this conversation with you. Um, Again, please keep in touch with me. Um, I'm going to be making all of the stuff that you referenced um, in the show notes available as well. Some of the tools that you mentioned as well. And if you are listening into this podcast on the replay and you would like to find out a little bit more information about getting started in podcasting, please do reach out to Roger get in touch with them. Again, LinkedIn is probably a great platform to do that. I want to thank everybody who listened in today, those people who uh, fielded in some great questions. I have a couple of more questions, but I'm not going to hold up Roger any longer. Um, I'm going to suggest that you reach out to him directly on those questions and also keep an eye out for another episode of the podcast coming your way very soon. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Dinner. Tune in next time.